Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Samantha. Happy Mother's <laughs> Day to, to you. As I, since I you're guess. the closest to to motherhood. I suppose. Other than, other than our guest for today. Yes, let's let's tell everyone who our guest is. Our guest is my mom, Eileen. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Eileen. Thank you for having me. Um, we are very excited to have you. I we have to make sure to say Eileen and Eileen <laughs> as usual, so people don't get confused. <laughs> Sammy, that's all on you. <laughs> I mean, I am I am the one who picks out the same people with the same sounding names, I guess. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Line yeah. them up. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're back, Mom. Back. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, the the audience loved when you came on last time. So we're gonna. How do you? How are you feeling since last time you were on? How was that for you? Want to get right into it? Yeah. Okay. So I was great after last time. I mean, of course, you hear your voice and you're like, oh my god. You know, it's just, it's a little much, but. I was good. You know, I really hadn't given it a second thought until recently, as Aileen said, I've moved. And before you move, you go through all of your life stuff. And I had gone through many photos that I had saved from when I was young. And I, something rang in my head. I was looking at this picture of myself. I must have been like four or five going into bed, doing my ballet school or my tap school play or whatever it was. And I'm dressed up as a little mini mouse and I'm chunky. 
And I remember during the podcast, Aileen had asked me at one point, what point in my life did I feel that I was having issues? And it was a sore subject for me, I think, subconsciously. And or maybe just because I'm so used to it, I answered her like 16 or 17 was my answer. I was ashamed to say that at four or five in this picture, I was a chunky kid, you know, and it hit me as I'm going through these pictures. I'm like, why did I lie? Like what? You know, I don't know if it was a lie. I'm going to say it was subconscious and go with that. But questioning myself, I'm thinking I must have been ashamed. You know, it's something I don't think I ever said out loud. You know, I knew in my head that from very young, I was chunky. I was overweight. um, I had anxiety. I had depression. I mean, young age. And I guess I was just ashamed to put that out there. So I want to apologize for being dishonest with everybody who listens that it's all a work in progress, you know, just accepting and admitting to who you've been. Wow. If it was subconscious, though, like, why why do you feel like you need to apologize? Like, right. I, feel I wouldn't like say that's you dishonest. Just, yeah, I feel like you you just went to, like, some more therapy and had some more moments that, like, helped you realize there was, like, more to it. Okay, I'll go with that. I I think... And there's no way you had any self-awareness at age four or five. No, but when I was telling you the story in 2019 or 18, whatever it was, I'm like, I really hope I have some self-awareness by then, you know? And and looking back, I subconscious might have been a kind word. It, it, you know, it, it was there and probably just didn't want to admit it. Okay, fair enough. I feel like when we're little, though, like maybe we know we're different, like if you're like chubbier, but you don't know really like if it's bad or good. And it just depends. It just depends like how it keeps going in your life. And then when you have like sort of the some some maturity to to realize why and that's when it starts happening. But I don't think that like at four or five, you're just like, oh, you know, I have weight problems. Right. But, you know, again, looking at it, it's a reality. And I did. And it just became compounded year after year. For for sure. Because it keeps going. And you're not told like differently. Until people treat you meanly or until, you know, somebody says something, you hear a comment somewhere. That's when it becomes a reality. And that's what I always wanted to push away because who wants to be made fun of, you know, and, and it, food to me has been a real struggle to this moment. I just finished like a, I don't want to tell you, but you know, what you this moment is tell us what you have. I oh, had a cookie. Oh, you did. I thought <laughs> of the cookie and instead I actually scrambled an egg, put some avocado on toast and a little bit of that, that pre-made so the- bacon. What, why so is that what's the, what's that the issue? No, that wasn't bad. One cookie. It's that you thought of the cookie. I thought of the well, cookie. I turned the cookie away for now. Well, okay. Something you also said you wanted to talk about what Avi said to you the other day, and then our subsequent conversation about calorie counting. So yeah. what did you want to say about that? Because you didn't, you didn't fully flesh that out, but you did say you wanted to mention it. Yeah, it's a biggie. 
you know, it's um, obviously I saw Avi for the first time in like a week, maybe the other <laughs> night. And he said to me, I mean, you look like you lost some weight. And another trigger point for me, um, I realized throughout all my ups and downs and all my gains and losses, blah, 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 up until this is going to sound weird also, up until two weight losses ago, if that even makes no, sense. No, that's a great way to describe <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it literally is because I didn't learn till then that when people say that to me, again, my subconscious, this is really the subconscious, would say to me, would give me like a free a license to eat. You know, so from that day forward, I would go like, oh, okay, I'll have that cookie instead of, you know, not. I would Mm -hmm. make more liberal decisions for myself after somebody would say that. And finally, two weight losses ago, I said to myself, wait, this is certainly a pattern, you know, at at 60, whatever. Um, Actually, it's 50. But at that point, it's a pattern. So I took obviously saying that and the recognition and so far, I haven't been awfully horrendous this weekend. <laughs> wow, we're not judging our our no, eating anymore, you're right. remember. No, you're right. Not to even judge it, but just. Why do you, th- why do you think you took those, those comments as like a, a license, a license to eat? It is. <laughs> yeah. It really, that's, yeah, why? Why? Um, that's what my subconscious did to me. It, it just, you know, I, I took it in and I, I probably allowed myself that little crack that that's all that it takes of a compliment. And I turned it into a free for all, you know, and stopped being conscious of my weight, which I think is what Sam is going to lead into for our next conversation about the calories, right? The calorie thing, because it, because now that I have that, that knowledge that I do do this, um, I'm also including my bad habits from all the years that I've accumulated or my good habits that I've had pounded into my head and I'm using them. Like we were at dinner the other night and what, what was I talking about calories? What brought that up? No, he brought up that he said that he notices that you often talk about the calories in food or like ways to substitute lower calorie things or that you'll like categorize foods as like you can't have that or or like you can have it. Yeah. But what the direction I was going to take it in is like maybe the reason that that compliment sets you off is because you were trying to lose weight for other people probably due to like being made fun of at a young age. There you go. Good. But then also your body knows that like your body probably knows that like it's you're going to deprive it again, but like maybe it's taking this little time to to eat what you can because it's like a moment mm-hmm. of happiness. That could be a reward. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Well, okay. So the theme of today was actually going to be about like how you kind of got your life together at age 60 or about that. So I guess like, could you tell us about sort of the past five-ish years for you and how you like kind of figured out how to like, you know, be like an independent adult? 
Or what? What was it that? Yeah. What, what like for for the before part? If you're saying that you got your you got your shit together, or you got I your didn't life say together, I have all my shit together. So let's like be real. I think you have your your shit together According significantly to more I am much than you ever did. Yes, I'm much improved. At what point did you not? And then what triggered you to sort of get to 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 do that or put that as like a as a goal for yourself? I mean, the goal has always been there. Who doesn't want to be the best that they could be? You know, then you want to know when it started. It started at that picture, that picture of little chubby Eileen at four. I had trauma back at three. Um, what was that three? My brother was born with severe dysautonomia and he was sick every day of his life. And I mean, we had oxygen tents and all kinds of medical things going on in the house. And it was, I was four, you know, it was traumatic. I didn't understand it. And that compounded by whatever the next trauma was, which was probably another illness coming around the corner by, you know, by, from my brother and, and it goes on, you know, and then I recognize that I, that I'm chubby at eight, you know, and then I go to camp and I had a bad summer at nine. At Blue Ridge. At Blue Ridge. I had, yeah, I was like the only, don't Blue Ridge? tell anyone. Yeah. Don't I didn't let know that. tell anyone. Yeah. But then she sent me. <laughs> and you had a great time. So I was I not wrong. Okay. Yeah. No, it was, again, circumstantial. The fact that Blue Ridge didn't work for me. It should have worked for me. You know, but it was traumatic. I went with my best friend and stayed in a bunk and we just, it didn't happen for me. So that was another trauma that added up. Then here's a big one. I had a friend of mine. I'm going to tell the story, Sam. A friend of mine whose father was in the neighborhood. I might get killed for that. You might have to like erase it. She doesn't know. I know I'm not you're not, not saying her name. No. Yeah. So she was a friend of mine in middle school. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I've never said this to anybody other than you said Sam me. other than you uh, yeah. and one other person. I've never said this. So anyway, so, you know, I have a group of friends in middle school and this one friend has a dad who is a big stocky guy with a huge mouth like booming, you know, always present, always the one in the room that you have to know that needs the attention. Um, so he would, he had a Rolls Royce, a convertible Rolls Royce, and he used to put us in the back seat and take us through country estates on a ride. So at that point, my, my last name was Fight, F as in Frank, E-I-T. That's me. I know. I don't know. It's just what I do. And um, he started calling me. I'm going to say it. I can't believe I'm even going to say it. He called me. It, it's bad to me. Okay. The name was Fido to, you know, take off on fight. And to me, again, being overweight and quite self-conscious having, this was at like 13, 12, Well, 13. what did Fido mean? I don't Fido, think. Fido to me was in relation to a dog. People used to name their dogs Fido. And that, when he said that, that just, set off all kinds of alarm bells in my head. I felt like shit. I, my self-consciousness rose to like the point of, I don't know where. Did he, did he treat you a different way on top of that? Like when he, he treated Fido. everybody like an asshole, you know, he was just an asshole. 
And he, everybody knew that, but I felt picked on, you know, here I am. Cheese. I said, geez. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See? Yeah. She's like, cheese. I, I, heard the cheese. <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can't tell you the effect that this had on me. And I never verbalized it until recently, five, six years ago, maybe. And it was humiliating. And that also changed the course of my life. That was a huge trauma for me that this family doesn't even know that I felt this. The family's still around, you know, but um, it's quite traumatic. So that and all the other stuff just leads up to more to get rid of when you eventually get to the point that you want to get rid of it, right? Right. You want to come to terms with it. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So what's next? I mean, you have everything between like teenage years and like the past five years ago. Okay. Let's say. Okay. So again, more trauma. Um, My son had autism, Sam's brother. Uh, there was a lot to work out with that. Remember, she had a brother now who had special needs and I had a brother who had special needs. So we had a lot of things in common, awful things. Um, so again, I don't need to tell you every, every single thing that happened in my life, but it all added up to a bunch of trauma. And along the way, I always wanted to know why, like why, or like, why do I, why do I react to something in this way as opposed to that way? Why do I let my brain get me crazy, you know, constantly like nagging at me and filling my head with nonsense. So I finally eventually went looking for a good therapist. I had one in Roslyn, but she, it was just like something to do. That one did not benefit me. But I ended up, as you all know, from my past, my past visits that I ended up in Florida. And of all places, I found the therapist for me which is a blessing I could never even tell you. I, I, I went on ZocDoc. I put in my insurance. 
I was like, who takes my insurance? Let's just whittle them down and see. There was one woman nearby in Boca Raton and I went to her and this woman saw me for what I was. She saw my needs. She saw my, my pain. She saw all of it. She was just the right person for me. She had the ability to explain facts to me. Why, if, if there's a biological reason behind why I'm behaving like this, she would spell it out for me. She was the perfect therapist for me. And I think that's what we all need. You know, we need to find the one that understands why we might keep this thing a little secret for, you know, a little extra time or she just knew me. She, she was just perfect. And she helped me figure out why I behave, whatever, with, you know, in certain ways or what, how something, the trauma from back all those years has affected my behavior these days. So that was at about 60. I want to say I met her maybe six, a little over. And I continued to see her. Then Corona hit. Then I ended up coming back to New York. We were doing FaceTimes, of course. And um, I came home to Sam and Avi and the pups. And life really got good. You know, I, I took the things that I had learned over the years with her applied them to Sam and me and to the outside world. And I don't know if I have my life together. You know, I, I don't know if I would ever say that because the diet thing is still a big issue with me. I'm still eating like, you know, I can still eat. And, um, <laughs> but other than that, I feel like I've sort of gotten myself together. First of all, why does it help us like understand why we are the way that we are to help us get move forward? Like, why is that a thing? I'm just wondering. I know that's obviously a, a key therapy uh, mechanism. Why do you think that that is something that helps us move forward? I can only explain it from my point of view. Um, it helped me. I needed to know. I, I said it. I needed to know why I, um, why do I get anxious every time I do so-and-so, you know? Well, I mean, it's because Back in the past, you you reacted in such a way, or somebody, or you were treated in such a way that you now anticipate an issue every time A sits in your lap, you know, or or comes across your your page. Mm -hmm. it, for me, it was just explanations of why I do things like um, a lot of my mother came out. My mother was my best friend. My mother was my everything and truly personal. I have learned that my mother was kind of living through me, you know, which makes sense vicariously, like, you know, here she was. That doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> I do not. I've gotten so much better. Haven't I? You got a little better, but you definitely, uh, well, I think much of the older generation looks to the younger ones. Right. If they're interested, right. I'm interested. Right. You know, Sorry, I, I got you off track. No, that's now get track. me back on track. Okay. You're, you realize like that your mother, mother lived through you. Right. Yeah. Like she lived through me. She, um, and we lived together. You know, we, we shopped, we ate, we schmoozed, we went to discos together. You know, it wasn't like, but, and a lot of that, I think, 
at some part of me, psychologically, I guess, it became a bit of a burden or, or guilt or, or something that just prevented me from moving forward. And like being independent. Yeah. I think also just like you're, you're saying that it took you until where you are now to really understand yourself or know yourself. Fully. So that's what like helps you move forward. And like, I am this way and with no judgment and compassion. And that lets me like sort of gain clarity about my life and my past. And so I can move forward with also a clear mind and be the independent person that you may or may not have thought you could be in the, in the past. Yes. I feel like it, I realized that you didn't understand yourself. Uh, thank you. And right. Because I had gone through my own therapy where I discovered that I didn't understand myself. Right. And then I, I saw that you had not reached that understanding. Uh-huh. You were very helpful, Samantha. In oh, a brutal you. way, you pointed out very honest things to me. I think that is how I how I approach things. Uh, yes, that is you. Not not yeah. on the light side. No, no, and I think that's because I did not um, know how to like express it compassionately. Um, but yeah, so like, what do you think now are like the things that kind of like keep you together, and like, where do you want to go from here? And what are you what what have you done that like is big changes in your life that you feel like are significant that you are are like quote unquote on in progress of getting your shit together? I finally found a home that I love. I finally found where I need to live. And coming to the city, Florida was a bust. However, it served its purpose. I needed to get it together. I needed to separate from all the trauma and all the, de- all the past and transition into a different kind of life. You know, I, I lost my parents. I lost my kid. It's hard having no one, you know, I mean, Sam, I adore, but you know, she can get sick of me too, you know? So it's hard not to have people. So trans, so going through that transition in Florida was beneficial, no doubt. Um, the Greenvale pit stop was a little just like still lost, you know, don't know where to go. Coming into the city was home. It was basically home for me. I had spent my whole life here. My parents, my children, every, you know, everything is in the city if it's not in Roslyn for me. So um, I'm happy I can find. <laughs> That's the city's motto. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in the city if it's not in Roslyn. <laughs> it's going to work. Wait till you see it on the, on the side it's of Blasio. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sell that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm happy. I mean, I'm living alone. You know, Sam, yes, is on the other side of the park, but thank you, God, for that. And I mean, that is just fun. Um, but I feel better in myself, you know, I, I feel more comfortable and the ability, I I was thinking of one thing from earlier after everybody died when I was down in Florida. Oh God. Oh, should I, should I change that? No, it's just like the way you say it. It's like after everybody died, like. It's like, that was a big demarcation in my life. You know, that That was was like the only demarcation. So how do we say it? How when, no, you said it? I don't know. I guess that is the. I mean, I used to say like when everybody went, but where they go, you know. All right, you can. I think it's okay to say it the way that you said it because 
it's it's the truth. It's also, it Ben, my father, that's also the demarcation for him. Okay, being like out. Yeah. So that's an, so. Yeah. Let's just say it was a very big time. But what happened with me emotionally after the passings was in grief. I became very hardened. I I I lost my ability to care about things. I didn't care about anything other than Sam. Basically, like everything just rolled off my back. You cared about hating Trump. You were very yes, mad about that, that, that all the time. <laughs> the passion that I had for the last five years, everything was there. <laughs> I really, you know, I mean, legit. But um, yeah. yeah, so I, you know, I, I didn't care that I was sitting in traffic. I didn't care that. Sam, I've said it to you a hundred times. Like in my old days, I would be like freaking out over the traffic or freaking out over right. the. Well, I also thought you didn't care about like meeting anybody new. You like didn't want to socialize. Like you just didn't want to deal with like talking to anybody, which I feel that way. But <laughs> anyway. also because I can't, you know, I, I still wasn't hundred percent happy with myself, which I'm still not. But you know, well, it's also like, what are you going to talk about? Like you can't. It's hard to just kind of act like everything's like fine when in your head everything is like so far from fine. Yes. Yes. So. It must have been like a a feeling of relief or a feeling of like being slightly untethered to be able to move everywhere you wanted to do when you like sort of permanently separated from your husband. That must have been a feeling of like, I feel a little bit more free. I can think forward instead of back. My God, I can't even tell you. It's just... I mean, the weight of the Empire State Building. No, get into it. Get into no, it. No, I'm just yeah. like, I had the weight of, it, it, you know, it was, okay, so imagine we were living in my parents' house. My son was ill. My daughter was needy. My, you know, things were, were weighing heavily. My marriage was not good. Um, I was constantly being attacked by him. And to free yourself of that, is just miraculous. I mean, I, you know, I, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders with all the, the emotional stuff going on, but that was just a breath of fresh air. It was like, and again, that's where the, I didn't care thing helped, you know, cause at that point I didn't care about him. I, I did not care about how anybody felt and yeah, big relief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do seem like more youthful, like the way that you're sitting on the chair. You <laughs> seem lighter. Hurts. I just can't get comfortable. <laughs> you seem like like more. I don't know. Like just more free. So yes, totally. I completely see it. Like you'll spontaneously want to do something, which like you never right? did. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. Your joie de vivre has returned. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. 
and you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there, and they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I do want to ask about like what did Meryl do for your your dog Meryl? Like what did the dogs do for you? Um, like your friends? How did like that? How like what was it like to have? Because I know you've had friends for the same friends forever. Like since like Aileen and I have a similar friendship where it's just like so long yeah. and. You know, so long. <laughs> no, it's no, it's like it's like we like there's phases, like 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 it's a real, it's like it becomes more like family than friends after a certain Absolutely. point. So yeah, I guess like those things. Um, well, Meryl, you know, you were the one who encouraged me who to get a dog. I've oh, another thing that I've been torn about is a dog. You know, Zachary always wanted a dog. He deserved a dog. A dog would have done wonders for him. But I just couldn't compound all the responsibility with a dog. I just mm-hmm. so we ended up with cats by default. Um, <laughs> so after again, everybody passed um, in Florida. Sam's like, "You should get a dog. You should get a go find a dog, rent a rent, adopt a dog. Rent a dog. <laughs> you know, you need something." <laughs> and one day, I, I I occasionally would Google and look for one, but my heart wasn't fully into it. And then I'd be like, fuck it, not even think about it for a while. But I was in in Ben's Delicatessen shopping center in Florida, and there is Palm Beach puppies staring at me. And I walked in, and the store had puppies in cribs, okay? Not cages. What is cuter than a puppy in a crib? So I walked to the back, and there's a Boston, and I'm like, I'm just stunned. She was too cute. She had like a little, her face, like she would smile, you know, and yeah, she smiles. so cute. <laughs> yeah. And I played with her for like five minutes and I'm like, oh, Eileen, you're in. <laughs> and I took her and she you has got her been, on the day of our DST live show. I remember that. July 31st. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what has she done for you? What do you think that that because oh like you, you're obviously talking through like little steps that you took to take to get you to the place that you are now. So many. what do you think that she did? She first of all, if you know how much I talk to myself while I'm alone, it, it, I don't say <laughs> you don't. I mean, if she got it, ever was able to talk, she'd tell you my mother never shuts up. 
So I talk to her. She's like my excuse to talk, you know? So I tell her stuff. She's just, she makes me laugh. I mean, I haven't literally laughed to my belly. And now I am, you know, for the past couple of years, but in, oh my in God. a really we, long time. We laughed at Four Seasons Total Landscaping for like a day. <laughs> oh that was God. the funniest. I still laugh that at that. Was- that's, same. That's just fucking insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Giuliani lives up the block from me. Oh, I know. Really? Yeah. I walked by the other day and he, you're remember he was our graduation speaker. I do. Commencement. We were impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Well, right. Yeah. Shows you. Okay. Well, back well, to the funny dog. funny about Meryl. Meryl okay. Streep will have that. Uh, will have that effect on people. <laughs> she will. She's just, she is amazing. I mean, now she's like barking a little bit in the apartment. Now she's like that true responsible. You know, like I have people to answer to. But she's great. She's great. She keeps it light. She, you know, they say petting, pet therapy is a great thing for people, all kinds of people. It really is. Yeah. So, whenever Sansa lays down next to me, I'm, I get very like grounded in like how I'm feeling. Isn't it? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. They do it for kids with special needs. They take them, you know, they do horse therapy. They do all kinds of therapy. It's interesting. What was the other part of the question, yeah. Sam? like your about your friendships about like how to keep friends for your whole life and like what like that must have been pretty grounding that you had it's not like you had to like make new friends which i think a lot of older yeah. people do yes um and that's like if scary. they move yeah so how did that how did that play in like how have you yeah well first of all my father was the person who had friends since he was in kindergarten and he passed at what, 87, and still those friends were at his funeral. So um, it's in my genes. And unfortunate because more trauma in sixth grade, fifth grade is when I had moved from Brooklyn to Roslyn. And so did Aileen. Oh, me too. Not from Brooklyn, yeah. but yeah. to Roslyn, fifth grade. <laughs> that, that's so funny. So <laughs> that's kind of late to be starting in an elementary school. So again, here I am, the girl who suffered trauma and the little pudgy girl is going into sixth grade. And um, it was weird. They, everybody had had friends. They were, these kids all grew up together. And here I am coming in and people were not warm and fuzzy. And one of the girls who was particularly mean to me in sixth grade is, is my best friend to this day. And... I cherish that, you know, I feel like these are people who truly love me. They've been through everything with me. They've supported me. They have listened to my nonsense and, and just, I am so blessed to have these women in my life. So you're saying that even through all of this, like trauma and change, your friends being like the, a stable and obviously Sam or Sammy, it's weird to say Sam, yeah. um, is like sort of acts as like a stability or like an anchor or like a security for you and allows you to sort of move forward. Fully, fully. Without them, I don't know where I'd be. Female friendships, man. It's great. They are the absolute <laughs> yeah. best. Cannot argue. Well, I have a question because I feel like I mean, a lot of people definitely like write in about like making friends and like maintaining friendships and like when do you, like when is it, you know, not 
a good friend or whatever. How? Because I know you've been through like phases with all of these people. Like they've all had something like mm-hmm. where you didn't talk to them for a little bit or like there was something. That's How did you get past those moments? Because like they you've you've had them with like almost I feel like everybody. Well, don't make it like I've had them. No, they it's not your. <laughs> no, but like they, like your friends have gone through their own things yes. and you know, getting sober or like just various things. It's so, life, you know, life yeah. happens and it it's difficult. How did I get through? I mean, I remember 10 years ago or so, one of my friends was like really mad. She felt that I had betrayed her and, I, you know, you, I begged and I explained and explained and she was just not having any of it. And you persevere, you know, you, these people are just so worth it that, yeah, that I mean, other than your parents, who knows you that well from way back then? You know, it, right. it's a gift. It is a gift, especially at this age when everybody, when people remember things, and my memory is eh. So it it's a gift to hear, like, oh, you remember when we went to the beach and you got all burned and you look like a lobster or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> but it's it's a I mean, gift. Pe- my friends still say that about me. So. <laughs> there you go, and that's. The- yeah. That's the fun of it to like be able to flash back with people. It's very meaningful. Right. Is there anything that you will have on your like now bucket list of independence? Are you thinking about dating? (laughs) It's funny. I'm not, I I can't even, I don't know. I can't go there yet. I I'm just, I'm look, I really basically, and you better erase this. Like do not let this on the tape. I really just grew up. If you want to know the truth, oh, this this should be on the tape. Let it on the tape. That's what this yeah, the tape, the VHS. It's on the VHS, right? Excuse that, me. No, I feel like we should keep that in. Yeah. What do you mean? That's a great, that's, that's the whole, the whole episode. I know, but it's so hard to admit to strangers. But that's okay because okay, here's the thing. At least you can admit it. I know a lot of people who can't admit it, and it is still it doesn't make it any less the case. And just there's no such thing as too late. Like, I think that's the beauty of the lesson that you're sharing. Like, I know a woman, like, who got married at, like, 78. Wow. Like, Oh, my God. So, and is happy, though. It doesn't matter. I just mean it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I would have what, a companion. What, I wouldn't. What's the point of getting married? Okay. Well, look, like, legalities yeah. aside, like. <laughs> I have a few thoughts on what the point is. <laughs> Yeah. We'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> yeah, <it's hacked. laughs> we'll check in in six months and see yeah. how I've done. I just mean that, like, if you're like prior, you, you never stop prioritizing your own happiness. It's like there's no like end point. There's no like it's too late. Like so that that's all I'm saying is. But so what do you have on your to do list? Well, just <laughs> let me go back to the it's not too late. Okay. Okay. It's not. I do have. I could have, if I allowed myself, huge regret. I could say, Eileen, what took you to 63? You know, like you wasted all of this time. I seriously feel like I've wasted much of my time waiting, waiting for something to change, waiting for something better, waiting for something to come, you know, just waiting. And if you can get it together earlier, because now I feel like I'm sort of happy, you know, I'm, I'm, I can actually say those words and I feel like, but I'm 63. How much, you know, how much of that can I really have, you know, and I want it. 
another 63 years so that I can have it. You know, I can well, en- I, enjoy what I I've missed. it's okay if it's, but I think you can have that all crammed into now. I like, intend to. Now you know. <laughs> Some people go their whole lives without understanding what like a good relationship is. Like they will go their whole lives without I'm that. I'm still so in you my whole life. Start- I don't know what a good relationship right. is. I think you know what a bad relationship is now. But that's not a good one. I want to no, know. But, at least yeah, but you, know, you know, you're not going to get into <laughs> yeah. something where the person treats you like that for for endless time. Right. Like you just wouldn't even start. Yeah. I would I also say that's not a waste either. That like learning it was that lesson. lesson. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, wait, so, are so, we signing yeah. you up for a dating app or no? No, <laughs> but I do want to say one more thing. Can we set you up? And through all of this, maybe we'll talk about it. Um, wait till my face gets back to somewhat normal. Um, she went to Sherry Marchbine and is having a major treatment now. <laughs> I love it. Now we have the same dermatologist. Same she dog. Really, I have the same, same gyno as my mom. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> as long as your mom is not your gyno. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, but she did give me an exam. Yeah. <laughs> that's what moms are for. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking that as together and I mean, happy again, I'm saying I'm happy. There's one thing that has not improved and that is my eating you know fully like I can't you know there have been times in my life is all everybody else have been you know conscious and you know I don't want to say good but eating what benefits their body well what what's your goal with it like what what are you saying when you're saying it's not right I want to be healthy. I know in my head, as we all do, that boxes of cookies and pretzels and pizza and whatever I feel like eating, because my intuition, which I have none, tells me to, <laughs> um, is is not right. I just know it's not right. And but it's not right because point, of the restriction. Was his point? I understand that, but look at me. I've restrict. I've not restricted, and I've gained a lot of weight. So I, and it, it's not even gaining the weight. It's the discomfort. I don't like like bending over and my underwear slide, you know, my underwear rolls down. I don't like that. I don't like putting on jeans and I can't breathe when the thing, when the button's button. You could get bigger size. And I do. And I have, if you saw all the elastic waistband pants I have in my closet, uh, you could scream. I went like every jogger from every company. So there's that has not changed. I cannot get that fully together in my head. I can go through periods, longer periods. I know what's healthy. But what's the goal? To never eat an, a cookie no, again? No, I want what's the, the no, goal? to not have to eat a bag when I open it. To so not binge. the bag. Okay. I have this compulsion to just like, once it's open, I got to eat it. Okay. I have that. Yeah. I'm you want to know what the trick is with that? Yeah. Buy two bags. And then it, it, I, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, no. <laughs> no. Mom, mom, yeah. I promise you, it's having the extra bag that helps you feel. You, you gotta trust me. Having the extra bag feels like you don't need to get to the end because you're not actually at the end, even when you finish the bag. So it actually helps you only like have. A little bit of the first bag. Well, I see you guys it. do keep a lot of stuff in the house, and that, and you, and it stays there, and that you know it does not go fast. 
I don't know if it's yeah. for living alone. I'll try to suck him back. If I eat it, I'll kill you. But I'll try. To- you can also tr- like try to like focus on I do. the satisfaction of it. Yeah, I Aileen, I try, and sometimes it works. It yeah, does, sometimes you know? it works. Sometimes- Some foods are meant to be like consumed by the whole because of the way that they're made. Right. Like addictive. Like I, I even I, I like bought the, the healthy CSA chips mm. and I was and I was dipping them in hummus, healthy snack. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't stop this right now. Not because I was like, I wasn't feeling very emotional, like in my eating or anything. I was just like, they're so salty and delicious yeah. that you just it's it, they're sort of the crunch that way. Um, so I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that's the one place that I I can't even touch getting it together. But well, maybe like maybe we have a few steps. We have like some dating setups. We have some we have we could work on our intuitive eating. <laughs> you know, we could be more active, which I think we have been being. Yes, right? I've been walking. Me and Meryl, man, we're conquering the city. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes, she loves it. So maybe maybe next Mother's Day episode we could talk about like some eating intuitive eating progress or something but i really this has been great or just how helping with your if you're saying binging is the spot that you want to like get better with like maybe that's just maybe intuitive eating is not the answer for you maybe it's something else again no intuition in that in that department you know that maybe that's maybe that's what you got to get in touch with though because you feel like it doesn't exist maybe yeah Okay. Because you've been pushing it down for so long. Now you're finally in being intuitive with what you want in your life. Maybe there's room for you to be intuitive with what you like to eat. I will consider that. <laughs> yeah. We shall revisit this lady maybe. in five pounds maybe. up or down. <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> we're know. not measuring it by the pounds. <laughs> I have not gone on the scale in two houses. Yeah. In, since I got here. <laughs> two weight losses, two houses. <laughs> I love how you measure my life things. Now. <laughs> yeah, because there's that's so great. much of it. You know, these are. You know. Right. Anyway, I think like that too. I love you guys. Well, this has been like a really fun. This has been fun. I really any, hope you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any yeah. advice for anybody who's listening, who's maybe moms are in the same place as you about how they can help their moms? Um, or, or were in the same place as you who can help their moms, you know, push them to be in this place that you're in now or going towards now? Again, therapy, and you need to find the right one. You need to find the person who lets you feel free enough to tell them the really embarrassing stuff that you've done, who can help you understand. My way of understanding was facts. You give me facts and I get it. Um, somebody else is, maybe you need somebody who's super empathetic and understands how or why. Um, and it's a job, it, you know, finding the right therapist is so not, yeah, not to know, give up. Exactly. When you right. Exactly. You know, give them a fair amount of time. Funny, the first therapist I ever, I went to, um, probably like 10 years ago already. I went to her with a list of born on September 11th. Mm-hmm. brother born uh you know said whatever you know brother diagnosed son diagnosed just a list of all Timeline. the trauma <laughs> exactly yeah because i wanted to get to the point like i didn't want to you know waste time i wanted her to know where i'm coming from and that's a help you know explaining and getting to the 
getting to the point because really that's what it is and and stick with it it's just I never thought I would feel, and, and believe me, I'm not 100% happy, but I have to tell you, I never really, really thought that I could ever tell people that I'm happy. And it's a first. Well, that's a feat, a fight in itself. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're pursuing happiness. Pursuing happiness. I mean, I'd like to travel. That would be amazing. Again, in my position, I don't really have many people to travel with. You know, it's kind of, and I'm not the gal who joins on a guided tour. You know, that that's just not me. I need, you know, I need a friend. So you need me. I do need you. <laughs> Help me. You take me to Spain. Take me to Spain. <laughs> yeah, she now wants to go to Spain. I'm down. Like, although I told you, I think I'd rather go to Portugal. I'll go to Portugal. I'll go to Syria. <laughs> Just take no. me. No, <laughs> go to Syria. I'm kidding. But yes, I would like yeah. to travel. I want to see the city again. I mean, you know, I want to like get out there and walk to Soho. That was, that was my plan when I got here. I have yet to do it. I haven't you could do more, it. I know I could. I haven't walked more than 20 blocks yet. So there's that. But That's um, so good. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to I go places is really the main thing. I, I want to laugh. I want to be with my, my family. The very little I have, have left, my friends, my pop. I, wa- I want what I missed out in 60 years. That's that's a good bucket list. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Well, All right. Thanks, Eileen. Happy Mother's Day. Happy pre <laughs> Thanks for sharing Day. and being vulnerable. I love you guys. Thank we you for you having too. me. Oh, we love that's you. so great. Thank you again, Eileen. Happy Mother's Day to everybody who's listening, who's a mom, and happy Mother's Day to your moms and your mom's moms and everyone in between. And Please, everyone, go rate, review, subscribe. Tell all of your moms about our show. <laughs> We're changing our demo. And email us, dst at betches.com. Follow all of us. I'm at Eileen. Sammy's at Sammy. We're at Diet Starts Tomorrow. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.